expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Smartphones, social networking, the cloud. These are all technologies that didn't even exist a few decades ago. But now, the possibilities they've created have spawned countless new businesses and jobs. So what's the next one going to be? The next technology so big it creates whole new industries. Well, today, continuing our occasional series featuring TEDx Taipei speakers, we're going to hear from someone who says that one of these emerging fields could be a perfect fit for Taiwan. Taiwan is strategically and technically very poised to make a big impact in this sort of upcoming um, era of, of life sciences and technology. That was Dr. Jimmy Lin. He's the director of clinical genomics at the National Institute of Health in the U.S. And what he's talking about here is biotechnology, basically uh, applying breakthroughs in our understanding of the biological world to unlock new technological frontiers. During Dr. Lin's TEDx talk, he said that a move into this area would build on Taiwan's past success. And a quick note before we go any further, the talk was in Chinese, and ICRT's Eric Gao will be helping out with the translation. From the agricultural age to the industrial age to the electronic age, Taiwan has made some big changes. I feel proud every time I see that a product is made in Taiwan. But what's next? We're already making electronics, but other countries are doing that too. So what's the next economic miracle? Could it be biotech? So, how will Taiwan get this edge into the biotech industry? Well, Dr. Lin says research and development are both getting cheaper, and that's leveling the playing field. Because of the decreasing cost of the internet, decreasing cost of genome sequencing, um, all these technologies um, are, are being able to be disrupted with, with very little capital. Um, so small startup groups in Silicon Valley with, you know, $50,000 or even less um, can already sort of make a big difference. Um, so, so Taiwan, with the technical ability and also expertise in life sciences, um, can now um, really enter into, there's a low barrier to entry now um, for anybody to enter in. So when it comes to the life sciences, uh, what kind of uh, experience or, or resources does Taiwan have to draw on? Um, so among the countries that's sort of doing and leading in research, because there's has been sort of an emphasis of education and there has been uh, a lot of sort of cross-training of Taiwanese researchers. So Taiwanese in terms uh, of genomics research, although it's not sort of the one leading the path, uh, but it has the capability to do that, a lot of that research, um, especially, for example, um, recently I visited NTU um, and their sites there. So they're doing a lot of the research that the cutting edge um, labs in, in the U.S. Um, are doing. But the thing that has been really hindering is that the top universities in the U.S. has been able to acquire, you know, billions of dollars of research dollars to be able to make a big impact. But now these days, that um, that's no longer the case. So now Taiwan can actually sort of be able to make an impact there. Dr. Lin has applied his background in genomics to start up a little side project. He's the founder and head of the Rare Genomics Institute, a nonprofit that uses the Internet to help create custom research projects for rare diseases. Now, these are diseases that are so rare that there's often no way to get funding for them. 
So to get around that, what he's done is set up an online platform that brings together funding and experts so that sufferers can get their own personalized research projects off the ground. Often, this entails getting the patient's whole genome sequenced in the process. So what this means is that something that used to be really expensive and inaccessible for the average person, studying diseases, sequencing genomes, is a little bit more within reach. Now, what does this have to do with Taiwan? Well, what Dr. Lin is getting at is that the same things that have brought these research projects within the reach of the average person have now put this whole industry within Taiwan's reach. Here, Dr. Lin talks about Taiwan's opportunities in the field of genomics. If we try to cure rare diseases one at a time, that wouldn't require huge amounts of money. So Taiwan would be able to make big contributions despite its small size. It could make these contributions through genomics on all kinds of diseases. In NTU, there's a genomics research center with one at Academia Sinica too. So despite being such a small country, Taiwan can make a big contribution to society through science. So looking specifically at studying DNA, genomics, what does a country need to get into this field? There's a couple of things. Number one, um, there's definitely needs going to be funding needed. Secondly, there's needs to be a movement for for collection of information and of samples. Um, so whether um, this is a, a more rigorous electronic medical record system um, that that could be shared along with researcher, um, or in terms of specimen, a, a national biospecimen registry, biospecimen banking, um, and and sort of registry to be able to to see, to be able to collect on populations that you'll be able to do research in. And then the last thing then is the um, scientific expertise to be able to carry out the sequencing analysis, um, the computational analysis, the genomic analysis of downstream, and then to be able to make conclusions about that. Um, so I think in each of these steps, um, that, that Taiwan, um, there's an opportunity for Taiwan, um, um, and, and there's a capability. Um, it's more sort of a matter of of, of public sentiment, alignment of, of political will and public will to be able to get this to work. So in your view, I mean, this is something that you're clearly passionate about, but what do you think Taiwan has to gain uh, from making these advances in these fields? The impact is, 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 is not only scientific, um, but also potentially a great financial benefit. Research in, in terms of the impact of the human genome is, again, billions of dollars of economic opportunity um, have resulted from the U.S. investing in the Human Genome Project. So investment into understanding of genomics not only, again, helps the people suffering and helps um, understanding of rare diseases and cancers, but ultimately will result in jobs and, and GDP, um, which is very, very important currently, I think, for Taiwan. Okay, so that's one big area Taiwan could make advances in. But Dr. Lin says Taiwan could also make breakthroughs in the field of medical devices. That is, the emerging field of electronics that help us monitor things like blood pressure or glucose levels or even how we sleep. Taiwan is already a kingdom of devices. In the U.S., companies of just 10 to 20 people can make these products. Taiwan has potential, but it needs a lot of funding and help, like they have in Silicon Valley. So we won't just be making cell phones and computers. We'll make these into medical devices that can make people healthier. And Dr. Lin says, unlike older industries, the market for medical devices is so new, there's still room for Taiwan. Within IT, you know, there's always some history there. But within medicine... 
the first devices are just coming out, right? Um, for example, the first, you know, Fitbit or the first, um, the Apple Watch. These are these are only the initial devices that do very very little. You know, they, me- they measure your heart rate, they measure your steps. Um, so we're we're in, in in the very infancy of this new field. So really, it's it's anybody's game, um, and this is why it's exciting even for small players like Taiwan um, that to be able to. Um, there is no already sort of big entrenched systems where you need to break through, but right now it, it's sort of the wild, wild west, um, and anybody can stake its claim. And if you create are the ones that create um, the best product, um, you will be you know you will be able to already have impact very quickly and early on. So just trying to get at you know what exactly it is that will set Taiwan apart. Um, I'm just thinking you know Taiwan already has a developed IT sector. A lot of them are made up of smaller companies, you know, often lots of small-scale manufacturing. Is that part of Taiwan's advantage, building a niche in this field? I think the opportunity for the small companies um, is to be is to be nimble and to be agile. Um, so if there is less friction between what's uh, designed on a page or on a computer screen, uh, to be able to sort of do quick prototyping and even... Um, to be able to do you know, lean manufacturing, um, that could be done um, in a way that, that provides Taiwan an advantage. Um, whereas um, in the U.S., um, a lot of what's been talking about is, for example, the maker movement and 3D printing and, and that for the first time allowing um, prototyping to be done faster, cheaper. Um, but the thing is that's been available in Taiwan for this whole time. Um, even without the, the sort of more democratized manufacturing, Taiwan with a small company is basically, if you can imagine, it's a, it's a, it's a big, um, a big 3D printing factory, if you will, right? It's, it's not a, a 3D printer on a box, but it's, it's a lean manufacturing plant that could be able to move very quickly and to prototype and to scale up. Um, so I think definitely that is definitely an advantage there. And there's one other area that Dr. Lin thinks Taiwan is poised to make big gains. Using big data for medical research. That's the idea that you can collect huge amounts of medical information about the people in a country and use this to answer some of the toughest questions in medicine. In this case, Taiwan's advantage isn't so much in the strength of its industries, but more in just how its healthcare system is set up. In Taiwan, there's only one healthcare system. Now, there are too many in the U.S., but in Taiwan, there's just one. With just one system, we can do a lot of different analyses by putting all this information into one place. Taiwan's size may be small, but in this case, it's a good thing. In this regard, we can do things faster and better than the U.S. There's a very small country called the Faroe Islands. Since they're so small, they wanted to sequence the entire population's DNA so they can analyze it. If Taiwan wanted to do something similar, it could also conduct some research on the entire population. With Taiwan's national health insurance system and its small size, this is a big opportunity for medical information. So, you know, outside of just raising the issue, you know, raising awareness, what do you think people should be doing about all this? What what are the steps that could be taken to advance these fields in Taiwan? So, so Taiwan has a strong history, actually, in public health um, and be able to carry that out in, in a very national um, and successful manner. Um, and the example is vaccination for, for hepatitis. Um, and that, um, in terms of that execution on a national, on a national level is, is something that, that, you know, is one of the, that's been best done, um, for any nations. So, 
um, for, for Taiwan, if, if there is sort of a national effort to push for um, people be able to donate their specimen to, to a biobank so we can push Taiwan's research forward, um, for, for Taiwan to be able to um, um, donate their, also their medical records for research, and then also for, for the country as a whole to say that we're going to make this a priority um, and that there, there could be governmental funding for this. Um, so so there, there is an opportunity um, as a nation for that to happen. And uh, what about uh, government support? Do you think that'll be there for the research? So in Taiwan, I mean, when you're talking about government dollars, it all comes down to politics. Um, and and if, if we can get both sides to agree that this is an important aspect and to fund it, I think from government side, that's great. Um, and then in terms of uh, private dollars, in terms of investment, um, we really need to make make the climate investor friendly uh, and also for, for local investment in, um, into this area as well. If investors see um, the government already putting dollars down already, then they'll you know, be able to de-risk. I think that makes it easier for, for outside investors to be able to put money into this as well. And so uh, from what you're saying, I mean, it, it almost sounds like uh, this could really be a big part of Taiwan's economic story. Is that right? If you if you look to economies that have done well, specifically if you look at sort of the innovation happening in the U.S., the, the shift from uh, an agrarian agricultural to manufacturing, eventually um, to to the actually design and innovation, um, that that has been the the path that has happened in the U.S. and and Taiwan has made that first shift uh, to manufacturing, um, but now the opportunity is no longer um, no longer not only manufacturing but in the designing and the creating. Um, and, and Taiwan has a good history of investing into education, which gives it an advantage. Um, but the key now is to take all the education and history of manufacturing and start thinking about um, innovation and creativity. Taiwan also has a good, strong history in entrepreneurship, um, small, medium-sized businesses. Um, but now there's ways that how can those entrepreneurship be less of just creating um, more manufacturing capability, but now in, turn, in terms of new design um, and creating new products um, um, and new business models. Um, and that's the shift that, that um, has done well for the U.S. Um, that could be very, very exciting um, for Taiwan. We've been speaking with Dr. Jimmy Lin, the president and founder of the Rare Genomics Institute. You can hear the rest of the talk he gave for TEDx Taipei on YouTube and on the TEDx Taipei website. That's it for the show today. As always, we'd love to hear what you thought of today's program. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page or rate and review Taiwan Talk on iTunes. Thanks for listening. For ICRT, I'm Keith Menconi.